So we are concluding our sermon series. One thing, for the last five, six weeks, we all have been hearing about one thing. Uh, and so there's uh, another message that the Lord wants to speak to all of us. And today's message is a message that Jesus wants all of us to hear. And he said this word to this rich young ruler in this text. And he says, one thing you lack. And so we will look at that today. But I want to read from, uh, from God's word, um, from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10. If you would like to join us on the screen, if you have your own Bible, you can open that with us. Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verse 17. As he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. He said to him, Teacher, I have kept these, all of these since my youth. But Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go sell what you own and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And then come and follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we come humbly in your presence once again uh, to hear from you. Lord, I pray that you will hide me behind that cross of Calvary once again. That it will not be my words, that people will not see me, but we will all hear from you. So Lord, come. Open our hearts. Open our minds. We pray, Lord, that this day will be a life-changing event in many people's life. Because your word still has power. Come, Holy Spirit, in this time of preaching. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. One thing, few weeks we begin a message. The first message was, one thing I do. And this is what Paul wrote. He said, forgetting what is behind and leaning forward to what is ahead. So this year in 2024, I believe we all need to be ready. Just like we are in a race we all need to be ready, straining forward to all that God has for us. And God has a lot for us. But we need to be ready as, as the Lord will show us what to do. So one thing I do. The second message was one thing I ask. And that, that ask is, is to know the heart of Jesus. Every day we must have the desire. Lord, there's one thing I desire today is to know your heart for this day. What is it that you want to do and what you want to say to me? Then we heard a message, one thing needed, and I believe this is one of the very important messages for all of us, and that is to sit at the feet of Jesus every day. Sit at the feet of Jesus. 
And then Pastor Mignella's preached a wonderful, powerful message last Sunday. One thing I know. God is with me and God is for me. It was a wonderful message that we can take. But today we will be we'll concluding our sermon series. And the series today, the message today is one thing you lack is the message. Now this, this encounter that Jesus has with this rich young ruler... When you open your Bible and the title will say, Rich Young Ruler. Now, this story is mentioned in three of the gospel. In the gospel of Mark that we I just read from, and it's mentioned in the gospel of Luke and in the gospel of Matthew. In the gospel of Mark, it does not mention who this person is. But when we read the gospel of Matthew and Luke, we found out who this person is. The, the Bible describes him as a rich and a young ruler. Uh, now, this rich young ruler sees Jesus, and, and he fall, comes. The Bible says he runs, and he falls at the feet of Jesus. Now, this rich young ruler had power from what we gather from the text, from what we can learn from the text is that he was a, he was a young person. He was a ruler. That means he had power. He had prestige, he had position, he had authority, he had fame, he had everything. And it also shows us in the text that he had maintained a good moral life. He said to Jesus, from my childhood, I have followed all these commandments. But in spite of that, this young man comes running to Jesus. There was an earnest desire. There was a, a desperate desire uh, because there was something in his life that was missing. There was an emptiness in his life, even though he had everything. There was something missing. And so he comes and he falls at the feet of Jesus and he asks a very simple question. Jesus, what must I do to in inherit eternal life? What must I do to inherit eternal life. As the conversation goes on, Jesus is able to look into this person's life and he's able to look at the spiritual condition of his heart. And Jesus lovingly, the Bible says, lovingly, Jesus says this, but you lack one thing. I love how Jesus interacts with people. Jesus always speaks the truth in love even when we do not want to hear that. And I believe, brothers, there's a lesson here that God calls us that as, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we must follow the message of Jesus to speak the truth in love so that people can walk in the ways of God. In Mark chapter 10 and verse 24, it says, it verse 21, I'm sorry, Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go sell what you own and give money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And then come and follow me. Now, I want us to notice, I want to read from the three gospels, the verse, uh, verse 22. Mark 10, 22 says this. When he heard this, this, when this, when the rich young ruler heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. In Luke 18.23, it says, when he heard this, he became sad, 
for he was very rich. In Matthew 19:22 it says but when the young man heard that saying he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. He didn't expect the the answer Jesus gave him. He thought well Jesus will pat him on his back and say you are just the person I'm looking for. It is amazing that you have kept all these commandments from your youth. That is commendable. That is, you're living a perfect life. But it is interesting to note, when you look at the life and the ministry of Jesus, everyone who Jesus interacted with, they all left with something good. So if someone came with, with a troubled heart, they always left Jesus with peace. If someone was struck in sin, Jesus, when they would meet Jesus, he would forgive them and they would leave him with peace and joy. But in this story, it says that this man left Jesus sad. That is a really important point to see that this person did not leave happy or satisfied. He, in fact, the Bible says several times, he left sad and sorrowful and grieving. What was it that Jesus said that, that caused him to be sad? Jesus said, you lack one thing. So what can, we, what can we learn from this lesson? The first thing I want to share with you, friends, is that the one thing is that this rich young ruler loved his wealth more than Jesus. You see, the wealth was not the issue. The money was not the issue. The story also does not mean that when you come to Jesus, you have to sell and give everything to the poor. But the issue is this, that his wealth had become more important to him than his relationship with Jesus. His possessions had become his idol and he could not let go. His wealth became a hindrance to his growing relationship with God. Jesus pointed him that one thing you lack in standing in front of you. Jesus was saying, I am salvation. I am the one that can give you eternal life. You have everything, but you don't have me. His wealth had become more important to him than God. I want to share that, I want to make this personal for all of us as I was praying and, and preaching this message to myself. What is our one thing? What is our one thing? Let us put ourselves in this story as if we are the rich, rich young ruler and we encounter Jesus. What would Jesus say to us? What is one thing in our lives? That is keeping us from following Jesus wholeheartedly. What is one thing in our lives that is holding us back and we just cannot let go? God, Jesus, I want to follow you, but this is something very important. I just cannot let go. This is very important to me and I cannot surrender this. I just, I just, I want to follow you all my heart, but God, please don't touch this thing. What is one thing that has become more important to us than our relationship with Jesus? What is one thing that we have made idols in our life and put Jesus on the side? 
there are several one things that will get in our way in 2024 if we are not careful. There are several things. Number one, friends, our pride, our ego can get in the way of what God wants to be in our lives. Pride says, I've got it all together. I don't need God. I can do everything on my own strength. I can do everything. I've got everything I need. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 24, if anyone would come after me, deny himself, take up the cross and follow me. Secondly, friends, our priorities can get in our, can become a hindrance to our relationship with God. When things become more important to us than our time of prayer and reading his word and staying connected to him in worship. Our possessions can become that one thing. It's not, it's not bad. God blesses us with possession. He blesses us with wealth. He blesses us with blessing. But if those things become more important to us and it gets in our way of relationship with God, then friends, we need to pause and reflect and make a change. Small things can get in the way that need to change that we have just ignored for years. Secret hidden sins that we have not confessed to the Lord. One thing, what that might be for you and me, for all of us, that is something. God was showing me things in my life. And it was not just one thing, there are several things. But what about, what about us? What about you? What is that one thing that we have not given to God? So friends, my message is very simple. I will not be long today, but I believe this is a message from God to all of us. Today, today is a day of change and transformation in our lives. Today is a day. But in order to experience change, we must take an action, a small step towards Jesus. It's the Lord, I acknowledge. I acknowledge this one thing. And Lord, I need your help to make a change. That one thing, Lord, I want to give to you. We just finished with our Sunday school class this, this uh, last five weeks and this class was on Be Still. And I was watching this lesson this morning in preparation for class. And, and in, in, in one of the participants in this video story said, we must lay ourselves at the altar every day. What it was saying that every day we need to give that thing to the Lord. Whatever it is, we need to give it to the Lord. So how do we, how do, we do this? For different people, it'll be different things. But today, friends, or this week, or this month, we need to pray. Lord, I surrender this. And it can be whatever you need to surrender. For different people, it may be different. In your hand today. Lord, I surrender. For some of us, Lord, I confess this sin. Whatever that sin is, we need to confess and find healing. Lord, I need help in overcoming. What is that Whatever that may be, that has taken over my life. And then, Lord, I need a fresh start today. 
a new beginning in my life. We have just begun 2024, January 2024. And we are praying, Lord, I need a fresh start and a new beginning. The Bible says in Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. See, I'm doing a new thing. Friends, we need a fresh start of, of God's spirit in our lives. I want to draw closer to God in 24 than I was in 2023. I want to experience uh, God's presence and God using you and me in ways we never thought we could be used. And this year we are praying for a new thing. God, would you do a new thing in my life, in my family, in this church? But it will all begin when we say, Lord, I surrender. Lord, I confess. Lord, I bring whatever is in my life. That today I make a change to have you as the leader of my life. A new thing. Friends, we can kind of keep on what we have been doing all these years. But maybe this year is a day and a year of change in our lives. Now I want to share with you, friends. We need God's help in this. Because we need, we need his help. And I want to I share with you that Jesus is here to help us. He is here to walk with us. He is here to wipe our tears. He is here not to condemn us, but to pick us up, to forgive us, to cleanse us, and to use us for his glory. As Pastor McNillis preached the message, one thing I know that God is not against me, he is for me. He wants to change me. He wants to rescue me. He loved me enough that he came into this world and he gave his, he, he died on the cross of Calvary. He shed his blood. He loved me enough to do that for me. And he wants to do that in our lives this year. And so we need to make a change. Maybe some of us are walking with God in a great way. That is wonderful. But, but for some of us, we need to make a change. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, I, this is my favorite scripture. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. With Christ's power, we can and we will experience a newness, a fresh start this year. Amen? 2024 is going to be a different year for you and me because of God's spirit. Because we're going to give our lives to the Lord. Touch me, Lord. And as we do that, my prayer is that we will make a decision to follow Christ wholeheartedly. Lord, I'll make a decision to follow you wholeheartedly. We, before we take communion today, um, our dear friend Dana Young is going to sing a beautiful song called Deep Rivers. 
And as I was thinking about the word rivers, in the, in the Gospel of John, chapter 7 and 38, it says that if you believe in me, rivers of living water will flow from your life. Rivers. My prayer, I was preaching in the first service. I was praying that the rivers of his Holy Spirit will live, will flow through me into the family, into the community. The rivers of living water will flow through our Georgetown first into the community. So when people see us, when people see our church, they will say there is something moving in that place. They are doing things that they cannot do in our strand. They are experiencing something that they have, they cannot do it in their strand. But it must be the movement of the Holy Spirit as people. People surrender their life to the Lord and open their heart and say, Hell, Oh God, would you come and do a new thing in my life? I don't want to be a satisfied Christian. I want to be a hungry Christian. I want God to do things I have never seen. Only then the world will say, Truly the hand of God is in this place. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we come humbly in your presence. Lord, we are weak. We fall short so many times. Myself, Lord. But Lord, today is a new day. Your word says your grace and your mercies are new every morning. Great is the faithfulness of God. Lord, would you do a new thing in our lives, a new thing in our church, a new thing in our families as we surrender to you, as we confess our sins, as we acknowledge that we are weak and we need your strength and be ready to experience your grace. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to all of us. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.